Hello and welcome to the Horizon Church podcast. We exist to see lives transformed through Jesus and are located in the heart of Surrey, BC, Canada. To find out more, visit us at horizonchurch.ca. We hope this message blesses and inspires you. Hey, good morning, Horizon family. Wherever you are lining in from, lining in from. Hey, I just want to touch base on that. The goodness of God is running after me. That's not just a platitude. That comes out of Psalm 23 where it says, Surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life. That his goodness is coming behind me. It's overtaking me. So in a season of craziness, it's important to remind yourself of the truth. The truth is that his goodness is coming after you. His goodness is coming after you wherever you are. And uh, this is a fun Sunday. This is actually one of my most favorite Sundays of the entire year. I'm not really good at looking back and remembering. I'm often thinking about what's next, what's to come. But when we pause and we remember the faithfulness of what God has done, Honestly, I come to tears every time I'm looking at the notes and thinking about God's faithfulness. And what we're talking about is Legacy Sunday. Legacy Sunday is just a Sunday that we're going to, where we celebrate all kinds of good things that God did. But before we roll into that, in the middle of all that's going on, it might be good in, in the middle of change, in the middle of so many things looking different, in the middle of, of everything being disrupted to remind ourselves of what God did, who God is in the middle of it all. Because he doesn't change. Remind ourselves that 2020 didn't change who God is. That's right. 2020 didn't change God's mandate on our lives. Come on. 2020 didn't change the promise of God to us. Can someone just take care of the reverb in here? It's in my ears. Uh, 2020 didn't change God's great love for people. 2020 didn't change the God of the miraculous. 2020 didn't change the generosity of this church. Because God is still moving. He's still working. The doors of the church may have been closed, might even be closed today, but the church is not moving. And it's a reminder that we still need the power of the Holy Spirit. That didn't change. We still need to remind ourselves and go about doing good. That has not changed. We still need to remind ourselves that we are part of God's great plan, the church, to bring healing to our world, whether that's right in our neighborhood, whether that's in our nation, whether that's around the world, that's what we are to be about. And why do we need that reminder? So that people can say yes to Jesus. Why? So that people can find freedom in Jesus. This week, you could find freedom in Jesus. Why do we want to remind ourselves of this? So that people can see their lives changed by Jesus. As Craig mentioned, for the last number of years, every November, we take some time and we talk about our legacy series, where we review some of the ways that God has used your generosity. And this year, than any other year, it's been so powerful, as Mm -hmm. we talked about, that last November, we did not know there was going to be a worldwide pandemic. And yet, because of your generosity, we have been able to do so many amazing things. We've been able to see culture transformed by helping people find their way to Jesus, discover their purpose in Him, and make a difference in the world. 
And if, if you didn't listen to last week, which celebrates some of the great things that happen locally and regionally, I'd encourage you to go onto our YouTube page, or I think that's where you can find it, Facebook, and just look back there and listen to that again. It just gives great context. But legacy is not just something that we look forward to when we're 70 or 80 or 90 uh, to the end of our life, which is sometimes the way that we think about it. And legacy is not just about building our legacy. It's about building the legacy of Jesus in the world. And legacy is, is shaped by everyday choices, by moments that are shared, by decisions that are made, by actions that are taken, and even the mistakes overcome throughout your life. Every one of us can be part of seeing a legacy built in the world. It can be most challenging to sow or to give in any season, but how much more so in a season where things are so difficult? There's uncertainty, difficulty, struggle. We all have need. But we're going to look at an Old Testament story of Isaac. 4,000 years ago this was written, and it is still applicable to us today. Yeah. Genesis 26, um, verses, we're going to read, read through it. So there was a famine in the land, and this was beside the first famine that was in the days of Abraham. And Isaac went to Abimelech, king of the Philistines, in Gerar. Then the Lord appeared to him and said, do, do not go down to Egypt. Live in the land which I will tell you. Dwell in this land, and I will be with you and bless you. For to you and your descendants I will give all these lands, and I will perform the oath which I swore to Abraham your father. Jumping down to verse 12. Then Isaac sowed in the land, and he reaped in the same year a hundredfold. And the Lord blessed him. The man began to prosper and continued prospering until he became very prosperous. It's a great story. And it's not just a parable of somebody, it's an actual story that is written there and recorded for us to remind us of some inc incredible principles. Seasons and times of lack. I think 2020, you could pick whatever the lack thing is, but 2020 has definitely been that difficulty, struggle, and various, they're not unusual. And if you notice, it says Isaac was experiencing that, but his father before him had also experienced that, and that, that season of famine. And believers are not exempt from difficult seasons. If you're a follower of Jesus, you are not exempt from uh, difficulty or, or lack. In fact, the Bible says to prepare ourselves for difficult times, trials and, and tribulations and all that. But the season that I'm in does not determine my response. The promise of God determines my response. And this can be a still be a season to reposition ourselves, a time to be repositioned, to give, to uh, engage, to follow what God's called us to do, a time of sowing even in the middle of lack. In times, but especially in famine times, it is our prayer that in the midst of this famine, that you would turn to hear, see, and respond to the presence of the Lord in this season, not the pressure 
of the fear of the season. And notice it said that the Lord desires to appear or did appear to Isaac. The Lord in this season more than ever is highlighting that we need to have a personal relationship with Jesus where Jesus comes and shows up in your world that enables you to, to live in your world with incredible faith in the middle of it all because God wants to speak to you above your fear, to build your spirit up in faith, to position you, to position all of us for supernatural supply in the middle of seemingly uh, lack. More than ever, we must keep our eyes fixed on Jesus, on the promise of God, not the pressure of the fear. That's right. We're going to pull three principles from the scripture. And the first one is the faith principle. It's actually not. It's the location principle. Oh, sorry, I jumped ahead. Yeah, you jumped ahead. <laughs> but that's good. <laughs> the location it's principle. I'm all about faith, yeah, so go ahead. ahead and talk about location. Dwell in this land, he said. I will be with you. I will bless you. And that's really important because sometimes we want to run when things are difficult. But right now, it's an important time to remind you that God has a placement for you. God has a family for you. And if you're a part of the Horizon family, you might be uh, in, in another nation. You might be in Princeton. You might be scattered across the lower mainland or across uh, the nation. But you are part of what God is doing. And G thank Jesus that he releases a new place of faith for you a new attitude of expectation for you, positioning you for that God will bless where you are. God will bless where you are. God will bless your business. God will bless your family, that you're not outside of what God is doing, that God will bless us, that God will bless our families, that God will bless our churches, that that's the location principle. I don't need a special place. I just need to be in God's place. The second principle there you go. would be the faith principle. Did you ever consider that when you plant a garden and put a seed in the ground, you are actually participating in an act of faith? Isaac sowed into the land. This is an outrageous act of faith. Sowing where there is no hope, there is that in the natural that anything, because you have no control over that. There's nothing that you can do to cause those plants to grow. This was an act of faith. He was sowing in a time of famine, trusting that God would take care of their family coming out of yeah. that season. Psalms 126.6, they may weep as they go out carrying their seed to sow, but they will return with joyful laughter and shouting with gladness as they bring back armloads of blessing and a harvest overflowing. And that, that's a, out of the Psalms, and it was well after Isaac, but it's a great spiritual principle. See, the sower would throw onto his shoulder a sack full of seed, and he would go out, and there would almost be a weeping, because maybe weeping over the past failures, maybe because the ground is sterile, maybe because the weather is unseasonable, maybe because the corn is so scarce, and all he has is right there in the bag, and there's so many enemies that might steal, kill, and destroy for him, and so he might go out almost weeping, not sure, and with every seed that he sows, there's a tear. With another seed, there's a tear. And he goes out, and that basket has the seed in him, which represents everything that is precious to him. And he has a little of it, and it represents his hope for the future. 
Every grain leaves his hands with an anxious prayer that it may not be lost. He thinks, oh, will it, will it survive? Will it prosper? Will there be a reward? And there will be. Yes, good farmer. Yes, good sower. You will return. Not to sow, but to reap. Not to weep, but to rejoice. And after a while, you will go home again with a big load on your shoulder. But it's not the little seed you went out with. It's the harvest that has come out. And so there are seasons of weeping. There are seasons of lack. But sowing, sowing to your lack is how you move beyond it. Right, And even as Liza reminded us in prayer this morning, that let's look to God's promises. We can't look at and focus on the problems. We have to look at the promises of God. Look to where the promises, look to the promises and sow against the lack. Yeah. God's promises to bless where and what he told you to sow. That's what we want for you today. What is he telling you to sow? The third one is the... Just before we move into that one, you can in a moment, but just, I don't know about you, but 2020 needs a kick in the teeth. <laughs> it I, just needs to be done. <laughs> I, like, I'm, I'm tired of all the stuff of 2020, and I can't think of a greater pushback to all that's going on in our life, greater kickback than to sow in the middle of a crazy season. Because you're saying, God, I don't care what's going on all around me, but I'm going to kick 2020 in the teeth, so to speak, all the negativity. And I'm not saying God hasn't moved. Don't, don't at me or anything like that. But you know what I'm talking about right now is that we are going to respond with faith and push yes. back against it and say, I'm going to have vision for 2021. I'm going to have right. vision for 2022 and see what God would do as I, like Isaac, sow in the land. Sorry, I'm sorry. It's that but. scriptural, the upside down kingdom. Yeah. We actually operate in the opposite spirit. 100%. When everything around us is saying there's lack, withhold, withdraw, isolate, God is saying and challenging each one of us today, would you step out in faith and respond according to Come faith? On. Now the prospering principle, number three, the man began to prosper. He began to prosper with, when he, in the initial part, and he continued prospering until he became very prosperous. Come on. And maybe you'll say, here it is, the church is all about getting rich, new cars, prosperity. Well, let's look at what the scriptures actually have to say. Command those who are rich in their in this present world, not to be arrogant, nor to put their hope in wealth. There's so many keys here, which is so uncertain. But to put their hope in God, who richly provides us with everything for our enjoyment, command them to do good, to be rich in good deeds, and to be generous and willing to share. And some people might have a hard time with that. Oh, the prospering principle? Yes. God wants to prosper our lives. Every and look, it says, when he does, enjoy it. There's nothing wrong with enjoying the blessing of God. To not be guilty of it. And it goes on to say, prosperity with a purpose. Living for legacy is not just about myself and my family and all that, which is, you can enjoy it, but I show my trust in God by living right before God, by overflowing with good deeds, by being generous in action and willing in heart. That's how we keep uh, the love of money at bay, is not by 
by having none, but it's by having it and putting God first in the middle of it and say, I'm going to be a person who's rich in good deeds. I'm going to be a person who's generous. I'm going to be a person who's willing in heart. That's right. So today we have some videos we're going to hear from some different individuals um, that because of your generosity, you have made these works possible. Um, some of these have been a part of Horizon for 40 plus years. Mm. So the first one we want to talk about today is pastors Ambrose and Linda Anyawu. They came to Vancouver and trained at our Bible college in the 1970s. After a time of training and equipping, they were sent back to where, where Ambrose had come from, Nigeria. And over the years, through incredibly hard work, miraculous favor, they turned a jungle that was cursed into a place of blessing. It was. We just heard this story when we were there last summer. Yeah, literally a jungle piece of jungle. Yeah. That had been cursed. Yeah. And where it was once a place where babies were brought to be discarded and to die. Just so incredible. And through the power of God and generosity, the Inyawus now are able to see there's um, a home for, there's an orphanage. Those babies were taken care of. Linda took those babies in her home and cared for them. There's a hospital, a network of churches. Our primary support for the Inyawus is for them personally and for the, the network of church pastors that lead there. And now the exciting thing is, is the next generation are beginning to take up the reins. Yeah. We, we're going to hear from Pastor uh, Pastor Colin and his wife, Peculiar, and Yahoo, just some of the goodness of God in the region of Nigeria. Let's watch. I am Brindy Britons in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, my name is Pastor Colin. I'm the lead pastor of Gospel Missionary Church here in Nigeria. Over the years, for the past 40 years, uh, my parents, the founders of Gospel Missionary Church, Pastor Ambrose and Linda has been in partnership with Horizon Church through Bible Fellowship Missionary Society. They have been sincerely supporting us to be able to achieve what we are achieving. Uh, having in mind that our church is located in the rural area, which is very difficult for us to really um, help ourselves and support ourselves. But with the help of Horizon, Horizon Church, uh, we have been able to do most of the things we are doing and we have been able to uh, support our pastors that are located in rural areas. Um, Gospel Missionary Church is a church with a mandate from God to touch the lives of the rural dwellers. It is located in a, in a rural um, area with branches across Nigeria. And we, we are able to establish a hospital and uh, also a school here in, in Nigeria. And uh, for, for us to truly understand what our ministry uh, does, uh, we are here to have the best privilege uh, to give them a sense of belonging. And most rural churches are often too poor to pay their pastors. Uh, to organize successful outreaches, uh, to buy musical equipment, or to help their members to live a better life. And also, it's, it's so touching that many rural churches are like orphans. They have no support, encouragement, 
direction, most of them have little or no resources. There should be sharing of resources between churches, which, by the grace of God, Horizon Church has tremendously been helping us all these years to keep our pastors going, to give them hope that wherever they are located in the rural area, they are not, they are not left out. Uh, they, they are able to support their family, they are, they are able to send their, 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 their children to school and pay their school fees with the little support they get from Horizon Church. Thank you so much uh, Horizon Church and thank you so much Pastor Craig and thank you so much for everyone that is supporting uh, our ministry here in Nigeria for all these years. God will really bless you. I bring you greetings from my dad and mom, uh, Pastor Ambrose. Uh, he sends his love to every one of you. Thank you so much and God bless you. That's just awesome. 40 plus years, they just, uh, actually November of last year, celebrated 40 years and just such incredible faithfulness. And it's part of the principle of how we operate in our global missions is we partner with people that live there that are part of it and we come alongside them and partner with what they're doing, what God's put on their heart and together we see what God's doing. The next one we're gonna talk about is in Ghana, West Africa. We're gonna start in the West and go East. Uh, and this is Charles Niani. Charles Niani came in January of 1989 to our Bible college. I know because I was there. Uh, I know it's hard to believe that I'm that old, but it's true. Uh, coming up so many years ago, and uh, we, we uh, primarily support Charles and what's happening there by directing our support towards rural pastors. This was a brainchild and a, something that came out of the heart of Pastor Alex, and so thank you, Pastor Alex. And let's watch this video and hear more of what God's doing in Ghana through your generosity. In 1989, Charles Niane of Ghana, West Africa, arrived in Surrey to start studying at our Bible College. Charles eventually completed his master's degree at Trinity Western. In 1996, he returned to Ghana to found Word Alive Mission. The ministry has grown to include a Christian day school, a nurses training college, an orphanage, and a network of 25 churches. These churches are primarily rural churches throughout the nation. For the last number of years, Horizon has focused on supplementing the income of rural pastors at $50 per month. This amount helps them to pay school fees as well as purchase food and clothing for their families. Uh, rural Pastors Program has been a tremendous help uh, to the work here in Ghana, West Africa. As, as you are aware, we work in mostly in the villages. All our churches are in the village, so the income level of the people is very small. So to take care of the pastors has been a, a big problem for all of us. So with the Horizon Church coming up with that project, a rural pastor support has been a tremendous help. And we are able to take care of the pastors uh, as we go along. So we thank you so much for the rural pastors. Your support helps the pastors to be relieved of some of the burden of these immediate challenges so they can continue to build strong local churches that meet needs and make a difference in their communities. 
Thank you for standing with our partners in Ghana. Your support is a living example of striving together as one for the faith of the gospel. Philippians 1.27 Isn't that amazing that for $50 a month you can make a radical difference in the life of a family in Ghana? We also want to share about what's, what, how we have partnered in Kenya. A number of years ago, Diana Kenashenko and Kobe Van Dam, who are, are part of our eldership here at Horizon, were serving a short-term mis mission in Kenya, East Africa. In their time working there with the widows and a ministry started by Nancy Adworo, they sought an opportunity to help in a sustainable way. And this involved the purchasing of goats and cows. In 2019, um, so sorry, they purchased the goats and the cows, and so the widows are able to use the milk, they're able to sell the milk, they're able to just, it's created a whole entire industry that has helped them to survive, and not only survive, but thrive by um, sharing what they have with others. And, and they don't waste nothing, anything. No, <laughs> literally. Even the waste <laughs> of the cow either goes on their garden, or they're selling it to they're someone else. They're now selling that, so that it just increases their ability. Yeah. And in 2019, we actually purchased a motor cycle that was to be able to help a veterinarian to go around and to help take care of the the cows and the goats and as we're going to hear in a minute from Nancy they're realizing that there's even a greater need for more training and even a training center where the widows can come to learn more about the care of the cows and goats so that they can make sure that they uh, that they're not attacked by disease and sickness so let's hear a little bit from Nancy uh, in Kenya Jumbo. I'm Nancy Oduaro, Director of Solid Rock Widows Ministry in Kenya. And I uh, just want to thank you all for your love to us, for my family, and the widows here in uh, Kenya. And uh, thank you so much for the uh, projects of cows and goats. It has been really a good project. When we started a while back, it was really wonderful. But right now, we are having a little bit of um, some challenges of which our, our, our vet, vet, she's really trying to, to help the widows because we have a lot of deaths of cows and goats, of which is really bad. Yeah, so what we really need is a demo farm um, like the one that I have here, whereby all animals, goats and cows, they can be there before they, we, we, we submit them to the, to the widows. They can be coming there, learn how to feed them, learn how to retreat, so that they, it can be easier for them to do what is needed. And they can, they can notice easily when the cow is sick or the goat is sick, and so that she can inform us on time. I'm going to Sophia Ngombe. Niko Kikundi Omolawe. Sorry, the local ministry. Iki Kundi Nivingia Tango, Mwezi Saba. Mwezi Saba, Mwezi Komina Saba, Mwezi Saba, Tango 999. Hapa Nyumbani Pango, Nizikuwa Sina Chochote. Lakini Bile. Bila niingia nikapata maombi na shukuru Mungu amenisaidia nimejenga haka kanyumba gato kiona nikapia sijakaa sana kutokea kwa hii kikundi yangu ya Sorodiroko na shukuri hii kikundi yangu hii ngombe walinipea 
Sasa niko na ngombe kupitia kwa hiyo kitundi. Na shukuru Mungu ni mzuri. So I really want to say thank you once more. Um, I know you have been really with us, praying with us and uh, supporting us in, in this project of goats and cows. And also, I really want to thank you all for, we have now the motorbike, whereby the, uh, the, the vet and the chicken go easily. But right now we need a demo to do what we can actually, that thing, it can really help us and also help the widows how to keep themselves busy with their cows. My job is just to pray with them, encourage them spiritually, and I really want to say thank you for the Horizon Church for what you did for the widows. Now they can see themselves that you know, like other people. What a great story. And as you see in that, you saw that one widow had a little child on her lap. Um, sometimes they're widows, but they're either caring for parents or they're caring for little children. So when you help a widow, you're helping your whole family. It's really, really cool. And we're going to move over to East Af Africa. Again, we've already been there in Kenya, but now uh, in a moment to Uganda, where many years ago Horizon helped to facilitate uh, the launching of the ministry here in Canada. Um, Father's Heart Mobility had been functioning in Africa. Adrian Maguanya grew up in Horizon and eventually met Francis and they married and they had a family, but they have this incredible ministry providing advocacy for people with disabilities and providing mobility in wheelchairs and crutches and all kinds of things uh, for people that are uh, people with disabilities and allows them to come from, they have this phrase, from dust to dignity. People literally crawling on the ground through the dust and then being raised up and either finding a wheelchair chair or some other way and coming alongside to help them and let's hear all about where that family is at right now hi horizon church this is the mogwanya family serving in uganda with father's heart mobility ministry my name is francis and i'm adrian and i'm hannah and i'm nine i'm elijah and i'm six and i'm katamia and i'm four and a half 2020 started like any other year. And in our plans as Father's Heart and as a family, we had planned to serve 2,000 people with mobility. And it had gone very well uh, for the first three months, January, February, and March. We were able to serve 500 people, and we were so happy. And then COVID was announced. Lockdown started. And around the same time, the rainy season here in Uganda started as well. There were so many people during lockdown who were struggling without food and so many people that were struggling without mobility because the churches were locked we could not serve the majority of the people so we slowed down on the mobility distributions we were only able to help people going or using medical centers as our venues of wheelchair distributions but those were not very many we embarked on feeding people who were calling us and calling our church that were starving. They were without food. And there were some of them whose homes were flooded. They didn't have a place to stay. So far, we have fed over 1,400 people and their families. And we thank God for that. And for mobility, since the lockdown has been eased a little bit, we have continued to serve people in their churches little by little and so far 
we have served 915 people with their mobility. And we've reached a milestone. We have served, since we began, 15,000 people with mobility. And we praise God for that. Since we're in this season of Thanksgiving, we wanted to just extend our thanks to you, our friends, our supporters. You've really stood with us this year. And we thank you for your continued giving. We thank you for your prayers. Thank you for just supporting us as always. We really, really appreciate you. And um, we would ask you to keep standing with us. We are not able to do our normal fundraising trip this year, but we ask you to just keep giving as the Lord puts it on your heart. And we ask you to please keep praying for us. So some of the things that we need prayer for are continued wisdom, especially about um, how to move forward with travels. And also um, we have this big opportunity opening up to us or to Francis to do more advocacy. And so we're asking for God's will to be done as he stands um, to be elected for a member of parliament for people with disabilities. So please pray about that. And then we are just so thankful that we're healthy. We ask you to just keep praying for our health and um, also for safety during the election time. It can get a bit chaotic. So thank you for your prayers for that. God bless you so much. God bless you. Thank, thank you. you. Isn't it so amazing how you may go with one purpose? Isn't it amazing how you may go with one purpose, but God has something else in store? Let's please be praying for the Maguanya family as Francis takes this huge step of faith to step into a leadership role in their government, advocating for people with disability. If I can encourage you to be praying for protection over their family, for peace, for wisdom in this season as they take this step of faith. And that's really a horizon value that go into all the world with the gospel, the good news of Jesus, and that includes the political world, that includes the That's medical right. world. Every, Every sphere is open to the influence uh, of, of the gospel of Jesus. And people like Francis, who's a good and a godly man, uh, we're, we're praying that, that he will find a new place of influence in that, that God's will will be done. But. I am so excited to Something let new. you know today about a new opportunity that we are going to be extending ourselves in with a global partner. You know if you've been around Horizon for very long that church planting is something that's near and dear to our hearts. It's one of our values that we talked about last week. And we are about to enter into a partnership in church planting in Thailand. We recently reconnected yeah. with a friend I of think, ours. Listen, I, I know they're clapping. clapping right they're there. clapping and celebrating. You've got the feet up here. I'm sure people are clapping and celebrating <laughs> this new opportunity to partner. Come on. But a friend of ours that we've known for over 30 years, um, we just recently connected with him and he told us about this opportunity. And um, it's so great because it involves every denomination that's represented in Thailand, including Foursquare. And their goal is to reach every village in Thailand a, with a simple, cost-effective church planning strategy. And it's so great because yeah. it's at the grassroots level. And they really want to see an acceleration of churches being planted. And this is being driven by Thai Christians that we're coming alongside and partnering with them. So we're going to watch this video, and then Craig's going to tell you a little bit more about uh, how we're going to partner. Yeah. Hey, Craig and Shanda. So good to connect with you today and so proud of the way you're leading at Horizon Church. 
I do want to take a few moments to follow up with you and really talk to you specifically about what I believe is one of the most exciting missions opportunity on the planet today. It is in the country of Thailand. Now, if you take your map and you zoom in on Thailand, you realize that Thailand is in Southeast Asia. And in that region, there are about 10 nations that make up about 700 million people. It's one of the most strategic focused areas where we need to move into to effectively take the gospel to every single person. Thailand is at the heart of this region. Thailand is made up of just over 70 plus million people with less than 2%, probably more like 1.5% being Christian. A number of years ago, a national plan was started, which brought together all the Christian churches that said, we want to reach our nation every town, every village, every city. And so the national plan has begun. The goal is by the year 2030, that 30,000 churches would be planted in 30,000 villages. And the journey is well on the way. However, we do need your help. And we've built a model for people to step into. Here's how that model works. An average church plant costs about $1,000 US dollars. So I would love you and your church to be a part of this. I'm asking you to consider planting 100 churches over the next three years, namely 33, 34 churches a year, and make a commitment trusting God for $10,000 each year, which we would have matched with a business leader who you'll get to meet, which will then be matched by the Thai leadership. This is truly one of the most powerful church planting movements in our world today. I look forward to having you a part of this, and I love your heart and vision for missions that goes to the world. I can't think of a better year to push into the future, to push and move forward with it. Think of it, 100 churches over the next three years. You're like, whoa, Craig, that seems like a lot. I'm like, yep, but we can do this. Let's break it down, $1,000 to plant a church. The Thai leadership will come with 400. That leaves 600. Well, now what? Then a business leader will do 300. Now what? That leaves just $300 to be part of planting a local church in a village in Thailand. They have all the infrastructure, the training. And so a family could easily say, we're going to be part of planting a church, which is $300, $25 a month. I feel like I'm on a telethon, but it's I am. It's less than a dollar a day. Yes, look at that. 33, 34 churches a day. What would eternity say if we are ones that sow in the midst of all that's going on in our world? So who has a heart for legacy. The, the first of all is the stirred heart. Then everyone whose heart was stirred and everyone whose heart was willing, um, and they brought the Lord's offering. Look what it says. Stirred means to be, to be disturbed, to be roused, to make a shift, to be rekindled like coals of fire, to brought to life again. The stirred heart and then the willing heart. The willing heart talks about to be uh, desiring to do something, eagerness and generosity, a prompting, a readiness. Are you stirred as we've talked over these last couple of weeks? Are you willing as we've talked? Because here's what happens when a stirred heart and a willing heart does something. Exodus 33 and 5 goes on to say, the people bring much more than enough, much more than enough, much more than enough for the service of the work which the Lord commanded us to do. As we said 
at the beginning, God has not changed. His heart for the world has not changed. His heart to reach widows and orphans, to visit prisoners, to plant churches, to feed people, to do all that God's called us to do has not changed. And so I'm asking you to say, God, would you stir my heart? God, would you make me have a willing heart that this would be a season that would be bigger than any other that we've been in the middle of a sense of famine and lack, that you will be prepared to give and give generously whatever God is asking you to do. Don't do anything under compulsion or under pressure, but go to God and say, God, what would you have me to do? How would you have me to sow in this season? Because your bit matters, and as we each do a little bit, from right here in Surrey to Princeton to across the nation, planting churches globally, and now extending our reach into Thailand and be a part of what God would be uh, doing to reach, to partnering again with yeah. Thai people to reach that nation. Wow, what would God do? What a great opportunity that we have to, out of the overflow of what God's given us, sacrificially to sow Come some on. seed. And you may be asking, well, how do I partner? Normally, we would be sitting in the sanctuary. We would be Filling celebrating together. We have cards that we would fill out. So there's a couple ways that you can give this year. You can always bring cash or check to the church office, deposit them in the mail slot, and just mark legacy on your envelope so we know that it's designated for that. If you're joining us from off campus, there's also ways that you can give. Which is all of us right now. Which is all of us. <laughs> so you can go to horizonfam.ca. And if you click on giving, and then in the drop-down menu, you just have to choose Legacy Sunday and put in your amount. You can also give by uh, e-transfer, e which I love. That's, that's the way I, I usually do it. So you would just do it, send an email to giving at horizonchurch.ca, and that will allow you to give via e-transfer. And also, every year we take an opportunity, and maybe you're not able to give what you feel God has asked you to give all in one lump sum. So what you can do is give a pledge amount, we don't check that. We don't look into that. But it's just a way that it does help our accounting we, department to we plan. We do look into it. We, yes, the, we don't follow up and find out who's given what. So if you today would like to give a pledge amount of what you feel the Lord's put on your heart as your generous offering for legacy, if you could email accounting at horizonchurch.ca and all you have to say is this year I'm pledging and you can put in whatever amount God puts on your heart. As Craig mentioned, every little bit helps. $50 a month helps a, a rural pastor. $300 can help us plant a church in Thailand this yeah. year. And just think about it. We were talking earlier before the service, uh, Pastor Daniel talking about when he was a young adult in Bible college and he made his first stretch to give in the church that he was in and it was $50. And some of you young adults that say, oh, I can't, I, I don't have much to give. $50 over the year or even $50 right now might mean you don't get a coffee or, or whatever it's going to be, but it's an incredible opportunity to partner. So if it's $5, if it's $50, if it's $5,000, if it's $50,000, if it's $1 million, you spell that M-I-L-L-I-O-N, that's how you spell million. I'm, one day someone's going to write that check. I believe it. Uh, but let's believe that God, in the middle of an incredibly challenging season, that we would sow against the lack, that we would kick the devil in the teeth and say, we're going to live by vision. We're going to live by purpose. We're going to live for, for the kingdom of God to advance in the middle of all that's going on. The kingdom of God is advancing. Jesus is building his church. And God wants to bring blessing to you so that he can cause blessing to fall or to flow through you. 
I'm going to pray, and then our post-show people are going to come. Lord Jesus, we thank you for your goodness and your kindness. Thank you that your power is moving in the world. Thank you that we have an opportunity to partner together to see your kingdom come and your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Thank you that widows will be touched this year. Thank you that orphans will be fed. Thank you that people in our city will hear the good news of Jesus. Thank you that people will get a present. Thank you, Lord, that people will hear the gospel, that people will, will see their lives changed as they invite Jesus to be the forgiver and the leader of their life. Thank you you, Lord, that we get to partner with you and join with you in the great cause of changing the world through the power of Jesus. You're in the name of Jesus, we pray. And everyone said, amen. amen. And even you online, and you said, amen. We hope you enjoyed this message from Horizon Church. To find your next step, visit horizonfam.ca. Have a great week.